0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Post Podium, a podcast where former Jeopardy! contestants are instead giving questions and asked to provide answers. I'm your host, Jarek Bruel, and today I'm actually not joined by a guest. Today's episode is actually a special one, as a couple of announcements were made in a new blog post from Jeopardy! executive producer Michael Davies. The post contained four announcements, the main one confirming that Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik are the official co-hosts of Jeopardy! for the foreseeable future starting with Season 39 in September. Ken will be hosting for the rest of 2022 and will also be hosting the inaugural Second Chance Tournament and highly anticipated Tournament of Champions in the fall. Meanwhile, Mayim will be the host of Celebrity Jeopardy! on ABC primetime beginning Sunday, September 25th. She'll take over for Ken come January 2023 and will host, quote, a couple of new tournaments, as well as the Jeopardy! National College Championship, and as many weeks as she can manage with her other primetime commitment to Call Me Cat. End quote. Davies also promises not to flip-flop between hosts too often and will keep us at home updated regularly about the hosting schedule. Moving on, the next piece of news is in regards to the off Season 38 of Jeopardy! concluded last Friday, July 29th, and instead of airing reruns of past tournaments like in offseasons past, Davies and the producers at Jeopardy! have selected some of their quote, favorite episodes of the season featuring some of our closest games, super champions, and some of the people who will be announced as part of our inaugural second chance competition, end quote. In addition, Jeopardy! will also be on the content grind this summer by uploading 3-minute daily recaps on their website and across their social media of that day's game, featuring highlights and key moments for anyone who might have missed it. And finally, the most intriguing piece of news to come out of this blog post, in my opinion, Davies and the Jeopardy producers will be hosting a weekly podcast called Inside Jeopardy that will give listeners an inside look into everything going on behind the scenes, gameplay analysis, behind the scenes stories, official announcements and special interviews. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, if you ask me, I think this is great. Yes, this means more competition for post-podium, but speaking as a Jeopardy fan, I love how Davies is committed to giving fans the content they deserve. Obviously, as part of the team that runs the show, you'll probably get more out of listening to the official podcast, but... In light of this news, I still want to continue post-podium because I'm passionate about Jeopardy. I love watching the show, I love breaking down games, and I especially love the conversations I have with my guests. I think because our podcast serves such a niche market, it would actually be a slight disservice to the community we've built as fans of the show or trivia at large. Anyway... On Monday, August 1st, when the first episode of Inside Jeopardy releases, the Second Chance Tournament roster will be announced, as well as more details on Davy's plans for Jeopardy moving forward. And for the rest of this special episode of Post Podium, I'm going to share my predictions for who I think will be in the inaugural SET. Now, before I begin, let me just say up front that these are just my opinions. Come Monday, I could be totally off and none of my predictions come true. Take them with a grain of salt. I also apologize in advance if I mispronounce anyone's names or misgender anyone by accident. Rest assured, corrections will be made and can be found in the episode description. With that being said, I will now share my methodology. I manually went on J-Archive, looked at every non-winning contestant since the 2021 Tournament of Champions, and for every contestant who managed a Koryat score of $10,000 or more, I logged them into a Google Sheet. In total, I narrowed it down to 161 potential SCT candidates. For each contestant who made the shortlist, I recorded their name, occupation at the time of recording, city of origin, and thanks to the Jeopardy fan, their correct clue percentage, buzz percentage, daily double conversion percentage, final Jeopardy conversion percentage, and their coriot score. From there, I played with a couple different sorting methods, determining the top 14 for each filtering method. And the reason I looked at the top 14 is because A, Isaac Applebaum, the 4th place finisher in the Jeopardy! National College Championship, is already confirmed a participant in the SCT, and B, we're assuming 15 contestants total will be in this tournament. The sorting methods I used were sorting by Koryat score, sorting by Koryat score after accounting for Final Jeopardy! In other words, the contestants with the highest Koryat scores who got their Final Jeopardies right versus the contestants with the highest Koryat scores who got their Final Jeopardies wrong. And finally, identifying which non-winning contestants put up the highest Koryat scores against the champions of the 2022 TOC roster. Right off the bat, I'm confident in four of my picks, and they are Tom Philippos, Pam Schoenberg, Tracy Pitzel, and Sarah Snyder. Tom put up the highest non-winning Koryat score against Ryan Long with $18,600, but he lost because Final Jeopardy ended up being a triple stumper, giving Ryan his 15th victory. Now under normal circumstances, Tom would end up winning the triple stumper, but because Ryan didn't wager to cover Tom, Ryan ended up winning. And even if Ryan did wager to cover Tom, Ryan still would've won because Tom wagered everything. Pam put up the highest non-winning Koryat score against Amy Schneider with $18,000, but she lost because Amy got Final Jeopardy right and Pam got Final Jeopardy wrong, giving Amy her 10th victory. Pam's small wager of $300 would have gotten her the win had she got Final Jeopardy right and Amy got Final Jeopardy wrong since Amy wagered more than enough to cover Pam's doubled score. Tracy put up the highest non-winning Koryat score against Matt Amodio with $18,000, but she lost because she got Final Jeopardy wrong, giving Matt his 24th victory. Matt wagered more than enough to cover Tracy's doubled score, and got Final Jeopardy wrong as well. Because Tracy wagered more than $15,400, she would've won if she got Final Jeopardy right. Finally, Sarah put up the highest non-winning Koryat score against Matea Roach with $17,400. Because this final was between only Sarah and Matea, all Sarah had to do was wager to cover Matea's doubled score. For Matea to win, Sarah not only had to get Final Jeopardy wrong, Matea had to get Final Jeopardy right and wager at least $6,200. And that's exactly what happened. Sarah got Final Jeopardy wrong, Matea got Final Jeopardy right, and she wagered nearly everything she had giving her her 23rd and final victory. Because of how close these four were to ending the reigns of these ultra champions, I honestly think they're guaranteed a second chance. The other 10 slots are honestly a toss up. My fifth pick would have to be Jeff Smith, and if the name doesn't ring a bell, it's because Jeff is one of the few contestants this season who didn't lose to a super champion, but still put up an impressive Koryat score. In fact, he actually has the highest non-winning Koryat score of contestants from season 38. In his one and only game against defending champion Shri Kampella and fellow challenger Kate Cohn, Jeff put up a Koryat score of $23,200. He went into Final Jeopardy in the lead and wagered more than enough to cover Kate's doubled score, but because he got Final Jeopardy wrong, Kate ended up winning the game, being the only one to get Final Jeopardy right. And with the way the wagers panned out, Kate also would have won in a triple stumper. Pick number 6 is likely an audience favorite, and that would be Jessica Stevens, who was sandwiched between Matt Amodio and Jonathan Fisher during their runs. Jessica went into Final Jeopardy in second, behind Jonathan by a mere $200. With the way the wagers panned out, had she been the only one to get Final Jeopardy right, Jessica would've won the game. The implications of this are huge, and so I think the chances of her joining the SCT roster are really good and really high. The rest of my picks are non-winning contestants with the highest Koryat scores, who also went up against Super or Ultra Champions, which include Rob Kaplan, who lost to Megan Waxpress, Spencer Pace, who lost to Courtney Shaw, Chuck McKeever, who lost to Tyler Road, Randy Moss, who lost to Erica Hassick; Steven Newman, who lost to Brian Chang, Kelly Lake, who lost to Zach Newkirk, Jeff Myers, who lost to Andrew He, and Ryan Guzo Purcell, who lost to Jackie Kelly. Some honorable mentions of who I'd like to see in the SCT. Alicia O'Hare, who put up the second highest non-winning Koryat score this season against three-game champion Youngsheng Wang. Rowan Ward, who put up the second highest non-winning Koryat score against Matt Amodio. Coriana Tato, who lost to Amy Schneider in her 32nd game, also known for designing the daily word game bundle and for just being an overall great guy. Tessa Matsuzaki, who put up the second highest non-winning coriade score against Erica Hasek, and was one $2,000 clue away from preventing a lock game. Joey Laverius, who put up the second highest non-winning coriade score against Jackie Kelly, and also I distinctly remember loving his contestant story and personality when he was on the show. Barry Margulis, who like Jessica was caught between two T.O.C. contenders during their runs, Erica Hasek and Megan Waxpress. Nick D, who put up the second highest non-winning coryat score against Ryan Long. And finally, Cindy Zhang, whose sense of style I absolutely loved when she was on the show, plus her iconic penmanship. I mean, who could forget that? And there you have it. My picks for the inaugural Jeopardy! second chance tournament, which to quickly recap are Tom Philippos, Pam Schoenberg, Tracy Pitzel, Sarah Snyder, Jeff Smith, Jessica Stevens, Rob Kaplan, Spencer Pace, Chuck McKeever, Randy Moss, Stephen Newman, Kelly Lake, Jeff Myers, and Ryan Guzzo Purcell. On Monday, we shall see which of my picks are accurate, and in the next episode of Post Podium, I will be joined by a special guest or guests to analyze the roster, read into their Jeopardy history, and make predictions on who we think has the best shot at winning the SCT and joining the 2022 TOC roster. And with that, that brings us to the end of today's episode. And now this is when I close out the show by asking you to please rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Post Podium is available on all sorts of listening platforms, including Amazon Music, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. So make sure to follow and subscribe for the latest episodes. I've been your host, Jarek Bruel. And remember, if someone asks what you're listening to, always phrase your response in the form of a question. What is Post Podium? See you next time.